to Sarah and Abby's Vegan Adventures, episode 8. Again, forgot to pick a name before we started, so... The Vegans Tackle White Privilege. Yes. (laughs) You like that? Yeah, that title sounds privileged. Which is good. I think it should. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so this is really a conversation or, or an episode that's really geared towards um, it's geared towards white people because what we've been listening to on social media and what we've been hearing from um, from our friends is that they want the burden to shift. They want it to shift from people of color and minority people to white people because it, the burden has been on them for too long to change the system and to stop prejudice and stop racism. And they, they need it to shift because they're tired and they're sick and tired of being oppressed and, and, and having to stand up for, uh, having to stand up for basic human rights and, and it's too much. So this is really a conversation that's geared towards white people because we are two white girls who didn't understand privilege and we want to just like, talk about white privilege because that's what we need to do and we need to talk about these issues with white people because uh, black people already know about it so they don't need to talk about it yeah we need to talk about it we weren't gonna do an episode about um privilege race because a week ago, we didn't really know a lot about it. We didn't really feel like we had much to contribute. Um, but a lot has changed in a week. I think maybe last week we felt like... Um, awkward? Awkward and that, like, at least I felt like I didn't really like know enough about it so I didn't really and I didn't really experience it and I kind of felt like what am I gonna do about it you know it's not my topic you know like my topic is animal rights Mm -hmm. I felt like I could just like stay out of this um which is pretty ignorant of me I also felt sorry no you keep going no, I, I felt like it it wasn't our place to really get in the conversation because black voices are silenced a lot. Um, so I didn't want to step on anybody's toes, and I felt like this isn't this isn't our fight. But um, I think in the last week, just like learning and listening to everybody, I think it like it is our it's literally our fight. Like yeah white people um but like we're the only literally the only people that can change this and so we do have to talk about it yeah at the very least <laughs> so let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it okay so do you want to talk about how like people feel really defensive yeah okay so I, you know, everyone's, you know, all over Facebook right now um, because they're home and everyone's just all over Facebook. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people 
I'm noticing like feel really attacked and defensive when you bring up the idea of white privilege. And when that, you know, used to be said to me, like, oh, you, you have so much privilege, I would kind of, you know, get offended and be like, what are you talking about? I'm not racist. I'm not privileged. Because I was, I was putting those two things together, you know, yep. like white privilege, I thought meant that you're racist. No, it doesn't. You can acknowledge your white privilege and not be racist. You know, like those are, those are different things. Um, and I think that's why people have a hard time with it because they feel like they're just being thrown, they're being thrown into the same category as like these racist assholes by admitting they have white privilege. Yeah. And I think for me, it was kind of like, oh, well, if white privilege is a thing that, that you have or you don't have, well, then I don't, I don't have it because, you know, that's just not something I've experienced. But I think um, we watched a really great docu, I don't know if it, yeah, a documentary. Yeah. Um, called Hello Privilege, It's Me, Chelsea, by the comedian Chelsea Handler. She addresses her own privilege. And that's when it kind of hit me, like, um, it's not something that some white people have and some white people don't have. It's just a thing that's there. So Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of just like, okay, it's not that you have it or you don't have it. Like, some people who are more, you know... um, more into social justice don't have it and and people who are you know from oppressive states like have it no it's just there so even if you like you can choose to acknowledge it or not like it's it's still there it's like the flip side of a coin if if oppression is one side of a coin then the other side of the coin is privilege. Yeah. So you're either, you're the, the flip side of injustice or whatever. The opposite, yeah. Is, yeah, privilege. And In so order for, to have one, you have to have the mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. When one exists, the other exists. And when mm-hmm. one group is down, the other one is inevitably up. And so even if the laws on paper are the same now, which they're not, but even if they were, there's still 400 plus years of history where black people were down. And so inevitably white people were up and it's nobody's fault who's alive today that what happened 400 years happened. But that doesn't mean that we don't benefit from it yeah and I think it's hard to like accept that um yeah and I also think that people take it as a personal attack and like people are saying it's been like oh you're privileged you didn't work hard for what you have you just got it all handed to you because you're white Mm -hmm. that's not what it's saying either because you know white people still work hard obviously, you know, like some, some, I'm just kidding. Um, not some. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's simpler 
but also, you know, more complicated than that. It's just literally the opposite of the other side, you know, like that's what it is. It's a, a certain privilege that all white people have over people of color. It, it just, it's there. And the fish example, it's like telling a fish that they live in water. It's telling a fish who's already wet and living in a pond that they, that they're wet. And they're that's in- all they've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And they're a fish and they like, can't like, that's just all they've known. And so you're like, you're wet. And they're like, what are you talking about? And you're like, well, you're in water. And they're like, what? Like, they don't know. <laughs> Um, it's just something that constantly, sur- it's just their normal, you know, like it's just their life and it's their normal. So you can't, like a fish wouldn't understand that. And that's the same with white privilege. You wouldn't know it was there necessarily, you know, if if you just grow up in it and it's all you know, you, you're not going to notice it. You didn't make a conscious decision to have this privilege, you know. Well, and even if you grow up around black people, like where I'm from is very diverse. I I still didn't notice it because I wasn't affect like it's I guess it's like you benefit from it. So you never notice it like you just think it's just all happening like I don't know. Um, I guess it's hard to explain it because you you don't really know it's like let's try to explain white privilege because I think what the communities of color are saying right now is like, we don't know how to explain white privilege because we we've never experienced it. So it's on, you know, white people who like do understand it to educate other white people. Like, I don't know. How would you, I guess, explain it to somebody who's, who still doesn't get it. Um, It is hard to like see. It's hard to explain without like using examples. It's not being afraid or, feeling like you have to hide who you are in order to get to where you want to be or to feel safe or to like feel like a fucking person yeah but people that requires people to put themselves in the shoes of others and people can't do that like then oh my god my phone is going off yes i'm on i'm on do not disturb Mm -hmm. wow um that requires people to empathize with people who are afraid and and people can't do that like that's why people suck (laughs) that's why people aren't vegan or you know like people can't identify with other people so i guess what what did it for me i was like huh like i'll be honest i really didn't think like it was a thing for all oh okay i remember in the documentary, I mean, they, they make it very, like, it, it's history. It's based in history. It's literally, like, slavery ended in 1865, supposedly. But then there were still, you know, like, people who did it illegally. You know, people who didn't care about the law. People who... And then people were still, so like, so, so horrible to black people. I mean, still are, but, like, back then, I mean, horrible. Like, um, Secret Life of Bees. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. movie comes to mind because they're so, so horrible to the black people. And, and slavery is over. 
in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, black well, people then, can vote in yeah, that but movie. Yeah, but there was still segregation. Like, after slave, yeah, it's not like slavery ended and then that was that. Like, everything's... Yeah. We're all together now. Like, no, there was still segregation for such a long... Still. Still. I would argue still. Yeah. In some ways. Um, so, yeah, our, like, system is just, like, from, and that's not long ago. Like, no, all of the, all of those things were not long ago at all. It sounds like a long time ago, but, like, it wasn't. No. Um, And that's what, unfortunately, like, those are the roots of our country, you know, yeah. and that, so that's what makes it so hard to change. And that's what makes people not even notice it because right, that's just who like we are, unfortunately. And it's like, you know, people, people who are alive today, when they were born, you know, there, there were just all different types of people already like here, but we forget like they they were literally kidnapped and brought here like and people don't we don't talk about it there's yeah. like one chapter in textbooks mm-hmm. um there's there's the same amount of I, I think in school you learn about black history for the same amount of time that you learn about the holocaust and the holocaust was not to Ever to diminish the Holocaust, but the Holocaust was a period of how many years? Like between 1941 and 1945. So four years, plus or minus. Let's let's even say it was ten years. Let's say you know we didn't know what was going on. Let's say that. Let's say it was ten years. This is <laughs> this was from the inception of the country to like what. 50 years ago yeah like hundreds of years in middle school I remember um one of my friends she was um frustrated and and kind of yelling at the teacher our social studies teacher and she was saying why why don't we learn about black history she's like I don't care about blah 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 you know the eighth freaking eight millionth white man that we've studied this year like why why aren't we learning about black contributors to mm-hmm. history? And she was like, she was like, I, I can't, like, I don't, I can't teach you that because it's not on our curriculum. She was like, I have to prepare you for the test. And that's not going to be on your test. You're going to get one question about black history. And it's going to be about the civil rights movement or the civil war. And that's it. Wow. And, and she was like, I, I'm, she's like, that's why I do, you know, current event assignments. And this is an, this is an inner city school where 80% of the students are black. And we, and we didn't learn, like, you know, that's an issue. Yeah. We just had a talk today um, with students and they were saying like, people don't know what happened. Like there are some students who don't know what happened. Yeah. Like they think that, um, I'm not sure what they think. Uh, I mean, maybe that like slavery was like, well, but also it's like what a minute, <laughs> like, 
the history is just so fucked up, all of it, that like they're not like <laughs> they don't want to teach kids that because it's so fucked up. Well, we teach the Holocaust, but we didn't do that. That happened somewhere else. Yeah, we shit on Germany all day long. Yeah. Yeah. But even, like, whatever. Okay, now I'm getting into a tangent because I was going to talk about, like, like coming over here and the whole Christopher Columbus stuff. Oh, my God, yeah. Columbus Day. Guy. And Thanksgiving happened. And the Native American. Oh, my God, yeah, did, okay. Like, are you serious? Wait. Like, no. Pretty sure he killed so many people. Yeah. So the way we teach history is just fucked up. Like it's just not right. But I don't know. Like, well, how that's much a policy. Can you go in to like teaching middle schoolers about this. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think we just need to have more. Like when you're teaching the moon landing, talk about you know black astronauts instead of talking about white astronauts. I don't know. Like little things. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, like, since white privilege is so hard to explain Mm -hmm. in, like, you know, words, do you want to talk about our own experiences and what we've noticed that we maybe didn't notice? Yeah. Okay. He wants to go first. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. I'll tell a good one first. Well, good in quotations. (laughs) Um. My my siblings, my half my half siblings. That's rude to she, say. She right? thinks she's so cool now. No, no, no. Is that rude? Should I? Call, I don't know. Okay. No, whatever. her siblings. Whatever. <laughs> um, and I were hiking, and we hiked over the mountain. Whatever. It got late. The park closed. It was dark. Whatever. So we went to the other side, and it was too late to like hike back. So we Ubered, and the park was closed. And it said, like, no entry, but our car was up there. Our Uber driver was a person of color, and he was like, oh, the you know, the street is closed. And we were like, oh, it's fine. Like, we left our car up there. Like, we need to grab our car. And then kind of, like, the three of us, after we, you know, kind of said, oh, we need to grab our car, we kind of started thinking about it, like, huh, you know, maybe this isn't safe. Like, you know, what if, the, like, what if there's cops up there? But, you know, it didn't... um it didn't become a privilege thing until we did see a cop following us. And, and our driver was frightened. He was getting nervous because he was afraid, um, I'm sure, of a lot of things. But, you know, of getting in trouble, getting a ticket. This is his livelihood of, I mean, maybe, uh, probably, of violence. Um, so when we got to the top of the mountain where our car was... Um, I like got out of the car and he was about to approach like our driver like what are you doing and I was like hi officer like we left our oh and we were drunk <laughs> so here I am talking to a, a cop I'm I'm buzzed and um, I was like hi officer like we left our car over here we got stuck on the other side of the mountain and we took an uber up like we're really sorry like and he was like okay like no problem like you guys you guys safe and we're like yeah yeah He's like, okay, well, I'll follow you out. And, like, he waved to the Uber driver at that point. But, like, you could just tell, like, our driver was just so nervous. And I just, I felt so bad. I was, like, I, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I felt bad, like, for putting him in that situation. Like, it's not, like, like we didn't even think of, um, I don't know. We didn't even think of getting in trouble because we knew we would have been able to smooth talk our way out of it, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then we met up at the diner afterwards and got some. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I just started noticing this um, within the last week. So, you know, part of my job is going to people's houses and picking up their dogs. Um, I work in a very wealthy area, and it's predominantly white. And when I go to these people's houses, sometimes I've never been there before if I've never taken the dog. So a lot of times, you know, I'm trying to figure out which door to go into. Is this door unlocked? Is this door unlocked? Um, where's the hidden key? I'm like picking stuff up outside. Um, sometimes, you know, if I go there and they're not expecting me and maybe I'll just open the door and I've never taken the dog before. They're like, who are you? (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, the dog walker. And they're like, Oh, okay. You know, and I'm never ever afraid of doing that. Um, And when I'm snooping around these people's houses, going into the weird doors and picking up the key in their garage, like, I'm never nervous. Your van also looks like a rape van. Like, it's not like she has, like, a a dot, like, a little sign on her van that says, like, dog walker. Like, it looks like she's a burglar. Yeah, it's just an unmarked, like, van. Um, But, yeah, like, I'm in these, like, mansions, snooping around, figuring out how to get in. And I'm like, I've... Nobody has ever called the police on me. Um, Nobody has ever answered the door and, like, was threatening to me. You know? Why? Oh, because I'm a 5'2 white girl. You know? Like, 100%. Imagine if I was a black person, a black man, doing this job. Walking around in people's yards. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't go over well. Mm Mm-mm. Um, so that's just something I've been, like, noticing (laughs) the last week. Um, I, here's one I just noticed while you were telling that story. Um, every time I've gotten pulled over, um, except for one, no. Every time I've gotten pulled over and I've gotten a ticket, um, I've been able to get it reduced because, I have um, relationships with attorneys, either in the community or, like, who can give me advice on it. And they're either able to, ref- like, give me, like, oh, my friend can help you. Or, like, I'll, I'll go with you to court. Or, like, I'll, I'll write something up for you. And I think that goes to, first of all, like, my parents, they have connections with people because they're white and they were able to be in that position. I babysat for people who had money and um, and then also because these attorneys that I'm asking favors from are white, they aren't afraid to do a, a traffic ticket, you know, a cell phone ticket for a little white girl. Like, I think if the people I knew were black attorneys or minorities, I think it would be harder for them. I think society expects more from them and like, you know, they, they would probably like be more nervous to just do a, a traffic case for, you know, some random person. I don't know. Does that make sense? Um, I kind of see what you're saying. Today we're talking about these two professors, um, black professors. They can speak up and do events at the law school because they have tenure, but they're the only 
two professors of color with tenure. And so any other professor of color has to be careful with what they do and what they stand up for and like what they get involved with, because if they create too many waves, it's easy for them to just be like, let go, you know, budgetary, whatever. But really, all right, your turn. Okay, one time back in my younger days, I trespassed instead of because you're older than me. Yeah, I trespassed into a property that was owned by like an electrical company. So it was like probably not the best idea. Um, well, the electrical company like owns the nuclear power plant. So I was essentially trespassing like in the nuclear power plant. So I was with a boyfriend and, you know, we thought it would be fun to like go down there, go swimming, whatever. And we walked by, I guess, like a security camera or something. So we're walking back to our car and then we see a cop like waiting by my car. So I like literally booked it. Like, I ran away to my friend's house. And um, not because I was scared for my life, but because I was scared I was going to get in trouble. And then my boyfriend, you know, was, you know, a smart ass. <laughs> and talked back to the cop, apparently, and was, like, kicking the, the, the seats and was being a dick. He was in the cop and, car? Yes. And guess what his punishment was? Community service? Community service. How long? Something stupid. Um, so, like, yeah, I trespassed, and a cop saw me and, like, obviously saw me run away, didn't do anything. My white boyfriend was being an ass and got and off. Violent. He was- and violent. <laughs> and was definitely resisting arrest. And... um got off with community service did he have a lawyer girl i don't know um yeah i'm trying to think of more you know the times i've got pulled over the fear was i'm gonna get a ticket this sucks let my me mom's to... going to be mad. Yep. Let me try to talk my way out of it. Bat my eyelashes a little bit. It'll work. So my friend used to steal from Walmart a lot. And, you know, like little things, little things. And what would, say she got caught. What's the worst that would happen to her? A Think white friend? Pro- yes. The worst that would happen is probably... Maybe they would call the cops to, like, prove a point. To scare, yeah. But nothing would happen. No. Um, what else? Oh, well, the police one that I saw, you were just talking about it. Um, it said, for a white person, the worst case scenario when you get pulled over is a ticket. Like, literally. Yeah. For mm-hmm. a black person, the best case scenario is a ticket. Wow. Okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Why, why do we have an issue with Black Lives Matter and white privilege? Like, why are we uncomfortable with that? Why are white people uncomfortable with that? Well, like, white people. Like, I feel like that's, like, a dirty phrase. 
but like <laughs> that's uh-huh. what it is. Well, yeah, and I think it makes. <laughs> well, like, it why do I... <laughs> what what? No, I was just no, like, why do I get to walk around and like be um, offended by or not offended, but like weirded out by the term white people and feel like oh well like it's not my fault like none of this I didn't do any of this like why do I get to walk around with that but black people have to live with all of the stigma and all of the consequences of the history of the United States but white people don't and so it's like yeah we want like oh I don't see color we're all the same okay but the reality is in the in the history of the United States we we're not all the same I guess it's like I I guess it's like as a person you like no obviously you didn't we didn't (sighs) white people who are alive today the ones who are not racist like obviously the ones who are racist can go fucking die (laughs) seriously but I'm talking about the ones who are like, oh, I'm not racist. Like, what do I do? Okay, obviously, it's it's nobody's fault today. Nobody who is alive today did slavery. Uh, okay, obviously, nobody's saying that. But I feel like, okay, we need to acknowledge that our our black friends, like our black friends, are living with the consequences of white history, of, of, of American history. Let's just say American history. Our black friends that we love, that we claim to be like, I love everyone. Okay, they are dealing with the consequences of American history. So why are we trying to get out of that? Like, why do we think we're, we're above that? Because I think people think that since it wasn't them, they're not responsible. So why do they have to do anything about it? It wasn't me. I know, so. but it wasn't them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sad. Like, it makes me sad. Like, why aren't you sad and mad that your black friends or your black neighbors or black humans, Mm -hmm. people that are human, like you, black people, are still experiencing the effects of American history? Like, don't you feel like, damn, like, that's not really fair. Like, I get to get off scotch-free from American history. Like, again, let's just pretend, like... American history, I'm, I don't have to deal with it, but they do. Like, why are they taking all the burden? Mm-hmm. That's a good so point. Maybe that's some, maybe that's a way, you know, if you're someone who is struggling with that right now, um, like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I'm not part of the problem, so there's nothing I can do. Like, maybe that's a way you could frame it for yourself. Like, I don't want my friends, my family, like, just people. I don't want them to have to go through this alone. So I'm going to take some of the burden off of them by switching the conversation and talking about it and talking about what white people in the past did that was not okay. What colonists in the past did that was not okay. If you're uncomfortable with, you know, calling them the same thing as you because you're disgusted by it, then call that something else, whatever. Slave traders. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Like, I, I think, I don't know. Somehow we have to... The least we can do right now is talk about it. So I think, like, we need to start there and get people more comfortable. I think a lot of this conversation is always just, like, hush-hush. You know, it's... 
it's never just really a conversation that people have. I don't know. I've never had this conversation. Like I, I've never really talked about it because I felt like I wasn't racist, you know? So it needs to, yeah, maybe we just need to call it something else or like explain it better, find some better analogy for it. I don't know because people feel attacked when you bring it up and get defensive and then the conversation goes nowhere. So I don't know. Or just like stop, like it's not about, I mean, it's like weird for me to be like saying this because this was literally me like two weeks ago. I was like, I'm not racist. Like what, why does this apply to me? Okay. It's not about you as an individual. It's about our country. Yeah. Like (laughs) we didn't, I didn't put children in cages when Trump was doing his whole nonsense, but I still needed to do something about it because I'm a human being, I'm an American, and that's not okay with me. And it's not okay with me that my black friends feel so uncomfortable and unsafe. Tell tell mm-hmm. the story about your friend. Oh yeah, this was the post that made me like... I thought that was your friend from high school. Yes, it was a post by my friend. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. That's I thought it... I swear... Okay, she literally <laughs> always tries calling me out and, like, catching me in a lie. Because then I'll be like, wait, uh, what? Don't cut that. Mm-hmm. Or you're... No, I'm cutting it. <laughs> you can edit it if you want. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? Okay, this is what I'm talking about. I'm about to quit. Okay, anyway. um, So my friend made a post. I didn't know those two things. Like, I didn't know you can't have one. Whatever, whatever, whatever. She made a post, and she said that when she was in middle school, um, she's Jewish. She used to wear a Star of David pin, and then, like, the kids were bullying her and, like, picking on her, like, making fun of her for being Jewish. So she took off her Star of David pin and stopped wearing it, and guess what? The kids stopped bullying her. Um... And then, you know, she said, like, if you're a person of color, you can't just take your skin off and have yeah. people stop treating you a certain way. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and I think the issue is that prejudice and racism, I mean, it's subconscious or unconscious a lot of the time. Not a lot of the time. Some of the time. Probably a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, okay, bias, I guess, is subconscious and unconscious. So just things we have to check ourselves on. I don't know, I guess like certain assumptions, like having those automatic thoughts and then like making sure that you check yourself, like, or like driving by like um, a certain area and, oh, this is like a mostly like minority area like they must not have worked hard no like educate yourself about redlining Mm. um politicians literally created districts to keep minorities in for like property property development and for taxes and then that's what money gets paid to the schools and like it's literally like you can these are statistics these are numbers like you can look at so um you know 
it's not just about working hard. Like people who say, oh, well, if you're born um, poor and just work hard. No, because the documentary we were watching, or no, was this the little cartoon you shared? Historically, with the redlining, banks were had to automatically deny people based on where they lived. And that meant, you know, all of the black people who applied for loans had were denied. And so these poor white people were applying for loans. And then you had black people who had more money or like better credit, basically, than the white people applying. And the black people were getting denied because of their address, because of redlining. And then, oh, well, they should just go to a better school, live in a better area. <laughs> it's systematic. Like, yeah, this is deep. This is like. And that's why people don't understand it, though. And that's why people, I think, get overwhelmed and just want to, like, not talk about it because it is. There's not an easy answer to why it is the way it is. And there's not an easy solution to why it is the way it is. You know, so it kind of just like, I feel like. Well, I think the easy, well, the easy answer is that the country was founded by white men. That's the easy answer. The easy solution is not, you're right, there is no easy solution. Yeah, so I think that's why people might also get like. I think problems that are really large scale like this, people forget that they have individual power to make a change. You know, like, this is just such a big issue that seems like, what do we do, you know? Well, and calling people out. Like, I think, like, we have to call people out, too. We, white people, need to call other white people out when we say something offensive. Um, But, like, not even, like, call people out but I think maybe because that's kind of coming across as kind of like argumentative and like trying to start an argument with someone I think it needs to be like used as like a conversation starter like but there's nothing to talk about like no there is but that's not appropriate like okay I'm talking about like okay I remember one time my mom told me she came home from the grocery store and she was like, you know what happened today? She was like, the, the cashier asked me if I wanted, because I guess she was getting all paper that day. And then she was like, do you want your meat in a plastic bag? And she was like, no, it's okay. And she was like, okay. She was like, you know, black people, the black people always ask for it in a plastic bag. It's so weird. And she was like, that's not okay to say. And the, I don't know, things like that. Like that, it's not a, a conversation that we need to have. It's not okay to say that. Um, yeah, but you need to still have a conversation with the about it. with the grocery store lady. Yeah, I or yeah. No, but but that's what I think. I don't know. But that's not going to change people. Just say like, okay, when people eat meat, and saying that's not okay to people that are eating meat. That's not going to make them stop eating meat because we told them that that's not okay. Well, no, but I think at the bare minimum, okay, because if I'm in the grocery store, I'm obviously not going to have a conversation. Realistically, I'm not going to have a sit-down conversation with the cashier. But realistically, I can say, you know, where there's a child, there might be a child listening, there might be a black person across 
<laughs> what? Child. A child. I'm serious. A child. You watch Vines child, now? Bro. What? You watch Vines now? No, I'm doing like Titanic when they were like, a child. Oh. He has a child. Is that where that's from? They made a <laughs> There's a vine. No, no, no. It's... it's like, I have a child. <laughs> okay, whatever. Minimum, yeah, called no, like, yeah, because minimum. there's a, there's a, yeah. You never know who's listening. And, and just like, we're not tolerating that. I mean, it's just like, yeah. it's disgusting. Like, it's like literally, we, the documentary, Hello Privilege, Um, she went to the South. Where was she? Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. They were at, where were they? Um, Oktoberfest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and they were like, "We're I'm doing a documentary about white privilege. And they're like, okay. And th- and she's like, do you think, like, what do you think about it? And they're like, I mean, I don't really think it's an issue. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Like, do you not, like, you don't think it, it exists? And she's like, no, not, not anymore. Well, and then they were in their mansion. Oh, no, yeah, their- that was a different people. The South, I guess I, I, yeah, we're from, do they know where we're from? We're from New York. So, um, yeah, so she goes and meets with, I think, another celebrity, maybe. Um, and then, like, she had all her, like, white ladies over, like, with, with hats. And they were having, like, hors d'oeuvres outside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could picture it. And she goes to them, like, yeah, I'm doing this documentary about, like, racism. And they were, like. Yeah, like they didn't know what. They said that racism doesn't exist anymore. They said that people of color have benefits in America. Or they say that they, they benefit. And then so she goes, what, well, what benefits do they have? They go, well, they get the, the, the thing on the colleges, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, they, they do. That, that, that's a pretty big deal now. Yeah, they did say that. <laughs> and then when the one lady said, you know, I, I guess I do think there is some white privilege um, in America. Her friend, her wife, her white friend was like, what? You think there's white what? You think there's white privilege now in America? What? Yeah, she Wasn't got she pissed. tight? She was she so got pissed. pissed. She was She's so like, Wait, pissed. what? You think that? And she was like, <laughs> And the, and the lady was so quiet. She's like, well, yeah, I think, I, th- I mean, I think with our history, we can't deny that. And she's they right. Were they were pissed. But they, they were, were pissed. pissed at her. Yeah, they were. That, to me, was crazy. It was a good documentary, though. You guys we didn't even watch. finish it. We didn't even finish it. Oh, that's awkward. Well, we stopped when she went to her. Um, no, like, that's awkward because I finished it. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm cry- I have tears in my eyes. I Yo, swear Abby to god. Cries. Abby cries. <laughs> Abby what? wants to like leave her life if I like <laughs> if I brush oh. my teeth without. <laughs> I remember one time back in college. 
she got like actually pissed. Yeah, because you know what? <laughs> we were in a fight because I crushed my teeth. Okay, moving on. Okay, so you finished the documentary without me. We only had four minutes left. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Okay. Go check right now. I'm going to, actually. I swear to God, if there's more than four minutes, I'm going to be very, like, hurt. It's four minutes. Okay. I'm logging well, on. Well, on my TV, it was four minutes. Oh, now it's on her TV. <laughs> uh, Can you talk about white privilege? Because I'm now I'm upset, so I need a minute. So, I think we have to look at this as not, like, a, whose issue is this? This isn't my issue. It's a them issue. No, it's all of our issues, and we have to do our part and realize that, like, we can help on an individual basis. Um, It's like when we tell people to go vegan, a common argument people say is, like, it's not going to make a difference. Um, They're just one person. This is a whole industry, and that, you know, animals are still going to be eaten regardless of if they personally go vegan um yeah they are but less of them are and you're still you know being being the change you wish to see you're leading by example you're 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 having a voice and you're sticking up for people who have no voice that's the whole you know fundamentals behind veganism is doing your part as one person and helping to spread awareness Mm. so that's what you have to do in situations like this even if it seems like the issue is so much bigger than you because it is if everybody had that mindset then nothing would ever change ever every problem in society starts with it's still a problem like you're never gonna have a problem and and overnight it's not a problem like it it has to start with a few people doing a few things to make it a little bit less of a problem and then also like okay well Sarah and Abby animals don't have a voice because they literally can't talk black people can talk for themselves okay but that see right there I'm gonna stop you because that's the privilege that we as white people or people not of color, if that's your preferred vernacular, or Caucasian American, if that makes you feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Talking to you, Betty. I can't say Karen because my mom gets really like hurt because her name's Karen. Um. <laughs> no, um, yeah, she's like. I... <laughs> oh my God, Karen! I know. Please. Um, anyway, um, that's the privilege that we don't understand. Like, we literally feel like we can say whatever the fuck we want. Three weeks ago, there were white men and women standing on city hall property with guns talking about how they had no rights in America because they had to wear a face mask in public? 
Mm-hmm. Because there's a pandemic that affects national health. Mm-hmm. We we can say whatever we want because this country was designed for white people. It was designed for white people. So it was built by white people. It was designed by white mm-hmm. people. Oh, not okay. Here's an example for white people who are a little bit slower to catch on. Mm-hmm. The world was designed by a right-handed person. Ooh. Everything that we use is made for right-handed people. Mm-hmm. Left-handed people struggle because by design, things were not built with them in mind because a right-handed person made them. Mm-hmm. So the Constitution, yeah, it's supposed to be about, like, freedom and, you know, break away from England and be free and whatever. But black people weren't considered people when that document was created. So, no, they don't have a voice for the purpose of this conversation because the white people, not you, who designed this country didn't want them to have a voice. So that's why you use your privilege that you didn't choose to have. Nobody's saying you you picked to be white. You chose to be white. Like, nobody's saying you're a bad person for being white. Of course not. But understand that your life hasn't been harder and it and it actually has been easier because for others it has been harder because of how they look it's like it's like i mean stigma we can all agree that stigma is a thing right mhm people with um physical disabilities are naturally like there's a natural bias to just assume that they um, can do less than non-disabled people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what the point of white privilege is, is like people of color have to walk around feeling like people look at them differently because of how they look. Try to think about the first time that you realized you were white. It was probably a lot older than when most people realized they were black or they were of color. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember, again, I went to a really urban school district. So I was in kindergarten. We watched My Friend Martin, I think it's called. And it's about a boy and two boys, their best friends, um, in like the 90s and they go back in time and when they go back into one's black one's white when they go back in time they're not friends anymore because it's during segregation then the white kid like he can't find his black friend and then like he comes to find out like they can't talk to each other because they can't be in the same areas and then it like flashes between that and like the civil rights movement like real footage and um not. So I was really glad they 
I don't know. I mean, now I'm really glad they showed us that. But that was the first time I realized, like, okay, that, you know, I'm white, some people are black. Like, and I, and I pictured, like, what it would be like to not have, like, my black friends or, like, just the black people in my life because there were, there were black teachers, there were black school bus drivers, whatever. There were just a lot of black people around me. And, and that looked really sad to me. Like, that looked, that didn't look like a world I wanted to live in. Mm-hmm. TV, movies, like, everything, like, music, art, like, I don't know. So I, I, I would just, I think that's, like, a powerful thing to do, too, is, like, if you've ever had anybody in your life that is, that doesn't look like you, like, just picture your life without that person, or, or literally having that person, like, on the, on another side of the fence, that's literally what it was like, like, less than, what? Hundred years. Yeah, less no. Yeah, less than a hundred years ago. When did you realize you're white? Um, I think maybe when I, I had a friend who was black, and then like, my grandma made a comment actually, like because we went to the movies and hung out at my house. And then we had to, like, bring her home and, like, we stopped at my grandma's or something. Um, and my grandma made a comment, like, something about, like, mentioning that she was black. Like, she didn't say anything, like, outwardly, like, nasty because I was in, what, first grade? But I remember her, set, like, pointing it out that she was black and I was just like, yeah, like, is that weird or something? You mm-hmm. know, like I was so confused. Like, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Um. So first grade. Yeah. A lot of the stories that like we're seeing on on being shared and stuff is like our friends are in preschool and younger than that. That they were called the N word, or mm-hmm. like spit on. Um, and these are people our age like this wasn't this was less than 20 years ago like yeah um I remember so even though I knew I was white I didn't like notice anything different about it I was just like okay that is crazy I'm so glad it's not like that anymore um and then I remember we were like driving driving in the car I was with my mom and then like I saw a man outside the window and like I was scared because it was like a man like it didn't think anything of it and so I like put my lock down and my mom was like don't do that and she and I was like why and she was like well you should never like put um your lock down when people are near you because you don't know if that might hurt their feelings because they might think that you're afraid of them because of how they look and I was like oh but I was just like it was a guy near the car and she was like yeah but it doesn't matter because that's like I don't know she was just telling me like you need to be like you need to think about other people's feelings like when I don't know when you do stuff like that like Mm um and I was like oh huh okay um yeah I don't know if you're still saying all lives matter, 
you have to stop saying that because white lives already do matter. Um, that's the reality of it. Mm, we know that by we know that I saw statistics. A good, um, a good post about that too. Ooh, what it did it like say? Listing, it was like listing things, like I forget, but like one of them I remember was like, remember when the Boston Marathon um, bombing happened? Yes. And people were like saying, like, we're Boston strong, like Boston, Boston, go mm-hmm. Boston. Um, nobody was saying, oh, well. What about New York? What about Chicago? Yeah. What about LA? Like, what? Boston only matters? Like, no, it's mm-hmm. because Boston is, um, you know, getting bombed. Um, they just went through something. Like, they're going through something. Um, and um, you like the fire one. Oh, yeah. The, you know, the fire one. Where it's like, <laughs> if there's a fire in someone's neighborhood, in a house fire... And, you know, the firefighters go to that house and deal with the fire. Are the other people going to say, well, what about my house? All houses matter. We have to take care of my house, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Your house does matter, ma'am. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this house is, like, on fire. So we have to address it. Yeah. Um, Okay, like, can I compare it to dogs? Yeah. Um, It's like, I really like to advocate for pit bulls. You know, the umbrella term. Bully breeds, let me say. Um, Does that mean that when I make a post about, like, pit bulls, does that mean that I don't care about golden retrievers? No, it's because pit bulls are having an issue right now and we need to address it. Other dogs still matter, <laughs> you know? Or literally, like, um, um, when we talk about, like, legislation for, for animals, for, like, um, for animals used in agriculture, uh, like, it, it wouldn't make sense to be like, well, what about cats and dogs? Okay, do you realize the amount of protections that cats and dogs already have? Mm-hmm. Still not privileged... enough, might I add. What? It's still not enough. No, no, no. But it's like to get – if you want everybody to be equal, like we have to – there's so – we have to play catch up mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. black lives before we can yes. address oh, – I mean, yeah. We need yeah. to play catch up. That's what we're doing. We're playing catch up. Yeah. Blue Lives Matter movement is um, not, don't say that, because a blue life is not a life. It's it's an occupation. It's a career. At the end of the day, you can take your uniform off. You can take your badge off. Yes, it's a noble job. Yes, it's a very important job, but it's not, it's not your, it's not your skin. It's not your, it's not your identity. You can hide that. The All Lives Matter movement is non-existent because... People are only saying All Lives Matter because people started saying Black Lives Matter. 
Right. And, and Black Lives Matter is a movement to get justice and equal rights for black people. And saying all lives matter right now, it's not appropriate because there is a movement called All Lives Matter that is directly in opposition to yeah. black people. And so it is racist to say all lives matter because you're not acknowledging the fact that white lives already do matter. Mm-hmm. The news care, like the new, how many stories did we see about the white man being pushed by the cop and his head getting bashed in on the pavement? Yeah. That was shared like wildfire. It happened like it was shared immediately. There's been the the officer was already like fired. Like we've already, we have reports on how he's doing, like in the hospital. Everybody's outraged, black people and white people, which they should be. But how long did it take for people to be outraged about police violence against black people? Like that's the difference. Like we already care about white people because white people started this country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the only, I, I actually read that this was a microaggression, but I still think that this is like a good, a good starting point for people to understand privilege, or not privilege, but like under, try to, trying to, trying to empathize is like being a woman, um, you're walking alone on the street, it's night, you're a woman. Like, I guess, just try to envision that, but all of the time. I think that's the closest you could get to that experience. And even then, it, you you can't relate because if you are even with one other person, that feeling goes away. Or if, and especially if you're with a, a man, you don't, you're not scared, right? And you know you can always call the police mm-hmm. and the police will be there. And even if it's a if it's a false alarm, they they'll oh it's okay, honey. Um, Black people don't feel comfortable in this country, and and that's a problem. Yeah. So I just lost my train of thought. Where did it go? The train station. <laughs> I've never heard that one. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Sorry about my list right now. Um, um, please, um, you know, do some research of your own. Definitely check out literally just, like, Wikipedia, the history of, like, policing, the history of, um, like, why, like, police dogs, um, the history of literally just like a timeline of the United States history and like how long black people in America have been free versus how long they were considered property. Just look into those disparities and then, you know, try to reflect on how like those issues are present today. And um, just thought of a quote from that movie for every $100 today that a white person, white family has, a black family only has five dollars and five cents. So it, it's not just we're about working hard. It's about 
<laughs> what you're what you're born into. Um, mm-hmm. Like the Kardashians are born into money. White people are born into uh, years of having a head start. Mm-hmm. So just look into that. Literally on Wikipedia. Like you don't need yeah. to write a thesis about it. And then yeah. check each other. Let's check each other and talk about it and change it. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Bye, folks.